to episode 10 of the Easier Said Than Done podcast. Join with me, Bob Horgan and Dave Toscano. Fellas, how we doing? Hello. Fantastic. Been a long time since we've been on. No, it's been about two weeks. Just a kind of a busy time for everybody. Uh, good, good to be back on the mic. Good to be hearing from you, fellas. Anything big happened while we were gone? I wouldn't say. What about you, Bob? No, uh, no Dave, are you, are you kidding? What happened? Your school won a national championship. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Is he a fake fan? Is he no, no, I'm fan? not. I'm not. I'm not. Relax. Now you're painting me in a bad light here. That's not fair. That's not fair. Well, when I ask you, well, has anything big happened in the last two weeks? Well, you didn't, you didn't single me out. If you had said Dave, then maybe I would have. Okay, let's try this again. Oh, so Dave, we haven't talked in like two weeks. Anything big happened? National champions, baby. Yeah. Oh, UMass hockey. How's the campus looking? Yeah, how sick was that? It was kind of wild, actually. Yeah? Everyone went to Southwest to riot. <laughs> was it more or less crazy than, like, the Patriots or the uh, Red Sox freshman year? Um, Less. I think probably COVID definitely still played part. Like, as you can see on, like, um, Zoomass and all those, the yeah. crowd wasn't as big. Usually, like, in Southwest, it's – that was just like one basketball court within Southwest. And then usually when the Patriots won and when the Red Sox won, it was like the entire like living area. It was it was a lot smaller, but Do you think was, like everybody knew what was going on? Do you think there was like people on campus that were like, What what's this all about? I was gonna ask. I'm I'm sure there were, were people on campus that didn't know what was going on, but Dave, were you were you tuned in the whole game? Yeah. We were, I mean, it, was, we were it was like over at the end of the first period. We were watching like four nothing. We were watching up here. It got it got out of hand quick. <laughs> yeah. Do you see the thing they were talking on chicklets? And they called or the UMass coach called the timeout with like three minutes left, and he just brought them in. He's like, "Boys, thank you." Like that's a power move. It's electric. Yeah. He's an electric coach. I gotta say. I haven't really like listened to him at all. I'm, I'd be lying if I said I was like super into the whole college hockey thing. Do you see that the U Maine coach died this week? Yeah, so, yeah, that's yeah, nuts. That's nuts. And uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, not too. I mean, while we're on the on the uh, topic of uh, college hockey, a little shout out to our uh, friend TJ Walsh for uh, transferring over to RPI. We'll we'll have him on the pod at some point. Transferring from Northeastern over to over to RPI. Um, yeah, little sh- lo- local boy, Shrewsbury. He'll be on the pod at some point. So uh, we'll hop right into things. I mean, so the Red Sox sucked, and now they can't be beat. They're back. Unless, un- unless Garrett Richards is on the mound. Unless I like, put a bet on them. I just get terrible vibes from this guy. Did you hear his – did you hear his um, – press conference after the first time when he let up seven runs in like three innings or whatever he was like yeah i thought i pitched overall pretty well you know it's just when they hit the ball it fell like so you gave up hits dude like that's that's how that works he's like well you know i the, the shift beat me a couple times like so now we're, we're blaming the manager too okay nice you if i could do that guy's job the same at the same level he does it for like one twentieth of the pay, so give me five hundred k a year, I can go give up six runs and in three innings every time too. Oh, at least. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a sick job. 
I mean, for, so for the most part, their rotation looks very good. Erod is, I think he's still got a little bit of a ways to way to come back to, you know, his, what his form can be. Yavaldi looks great. Yep. Pavetta looks like he's going to be a reliable number three, number four kind of guy. Martin Perez is going to be Martin Perez. I mean, I don't really have the highest of expectations for him, but if, if he gives you what he gave you the last two outings, which is five innings, four, like three earned runs or less, like you'll take that from your five starter any day of the week. And then, you know, Tanner Huck is, is still a, a possibility. And then you got Chris Sale possibly coming back in, or, I mean, probably after the all-star break, I'm going to assume probably around trade deadline time. Why did we send Huck down? Is it because we paid Garrett Richards $10 million and it's like giving him the time to kind of see if he's actually can do anything? So like, I, th- I feel like Huck looked decent. I think it's if you keep him in the minors for a long enough of a stretch, you get an extra year of him at the end of like arbitration. Oh, so it's that like the, the play. Yeah, so it's like the same thing of why we kept um Chavis. Yeah, it was Chavis and oh I think it was Devers actually a couple years ago. We did the same thing where he was just raking in AAA and they wouldn't bring him up. You see it a lot in like, you know, yeah. some of these guys' top prospects. Being JD, I mean we'll go right into the lineup. JD looks like an absolute monster. Devers is raking. He's been hit. What he's got a home run in four of his last five games. Maybe five of his last six. Wasn't it five um, home runs in his last four games? It was something something silly like that. I know he had a home run in every single game during the Baltimore series. Um, they're going for ten in a row today. Yes. As of as of recording, they're down two nothing in the top of the third. But you know, this team's come back from a lot early. Vasquez is looking great and. My guy, Alex Verdugo. Dugo. Doogie. Off of uh, off of my burner that will not be disclosed, I got into it with some baseball lady on Twitter, and she she kept calling Verdugo useless. And every single time he's done something over the past week, I have just chirped her and I don't know how I've been I haven't been blocked yet. So uh, yo, can I bring up something? Pretty yeah. pretty mentally soft move by you, I think, having a burner. So here's the thing. Go out on your real account. Have the well, ball. I'd be fine. I'd be fine with using my own personal account. I'm thinking of everybody else, so nobody wants to see me. You know, go on, go off on these long sports discussions and rants and conversations and getting in beef with people. I, you know what? If it really got to the the time where I needed to do it, I would have no problem making my burner not anonymous and making it a second account, but. That day, we haven't crossed that bridge yet. We're not going to get to that point just yet. Most Are of my, my burner account is like soccer takes that no one wants to see who follows me on my normal account and me just getting into like beef just because I want to cause a ruckus. How many followers do you have? I think 24. Shit. Brennan's Twitter account is – his main Twitter account is just for like the 20 saved tweets he has that he thinks are funny. Yeah. No, I've, I've had – I have – drafts in my twitter probably from when i was like 14 years old i think the oldest one that's in there is fuck celery i like that one guy come on what you like celery i'm not saying i like celery but it doesn't do anything to me that's the zero cal food dude you want to feel healthy just not when there's not when there's ranch on it celery sucks i'll take i'll take a green or i'll take a red pepper over celery all day celery can change a chicken salad or like a tuna Okay, that's a different story. That's Adds chicken salad with – and you can't have too much celery in chicken salad, too. Yo, take of the year, chicken salad is the most 
underrated food out there. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go grab me. Uh, go grab my tub of chicken salad out of the fridge if you want. Yo, don't chirp me. I have a tub of chicken salad right now from Harrow's in my my college oh, yeah? kitchen well, or college refrigerator. Here's the other thing. I can't do chicken salad with cranberries in it. That's like a oh, thing. No, 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 no. No cranberries. I've never had that. Just the OG. Give me the OG. Give me chicken. Give me the little mix and throw a little celery in there. Maybe a little onion. Maybe. No, I'm not an onion guy. Love, I love my dad. Onion. My dad will go like go get a rotisserie chicken and just like slice it up, throw some mayo in there, a little bit of celery, and make like some homemade stuff. Pretty good. So um, yeah, well, good. That was good. Red Sox talk. Gone, gone with the wind. Red um, and celery talk. They're the best team in baseball. As of right now, best team in the American League. Minus the Dodgers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those guys are pretty and good. And the Yankees are in last place. The Yankees lose. Again and again and again. Um, we'll go – we'll rewind it back to last Sunday or last weekend, I should say. The Masters, Hideki Matsuyama – Winning the whole thing, Zaladoris, Will Zaladoris, coming in second. Zaladoris looked like he was going to make maybe make that a, a competitive towards the end, but just you know, so himself in the foot a couple times. So that wasn't an epic collapse because he he never was in the lead. But is that one of the biggest chokes you've ever seen? I think Sergio's got to take that one. I think Sergio three putt. Yeah, hole to lose. Dude, sneaky Matsuyama almost, yeah. almost blew it. Well, you didn't, I think – I don't know if everyone knew, but I think everyone was, like, kind of shitty to say they were hoping for him to, like, choke a little bit. But, like, you wanted him to – you just wanted it to be, like, interesting toward the end. Because yeah. you were on 12 – I think he was on 12, and I think he had a six-stroke lead. Yeah, it was 13 a sh- uh, shot. Or someone was at seven, and he was at 13. Yeah. I was like, uh, I don't know. As a neutral, it's pretty disappointing when Shoffley is Shoffley. That's the correct pronunciation. Oh, yeah, Shoffley. He hit it into the end of the water right right at the end there when he was starting to catch up and Matsuyama fucked well, he, up. A that was bit. what sixteen? Yeah, that was that's when he blew it. It was because it was ten. It was ten and eleven, or they were minus ten, minus eleven. And he doubled before that on the on in the last round too. I yeah. think he doubled five or six. So I mean, without those two doubles, he's one shot off the lead or if or he's tied i think yeah, dude yo his own words he hit the perfect shot just the wind took it don't don't mess with the weather yeah weather is undefeated i have i have a take that i think some people will agree with and some people won't and i think more people will agree with me or more people that are our age will agree with me as time goes on master sunday is a top 3 maybe top 2 sunday of the year I love it. Super Bowl Sunday takes number one for me. And then the only other one that I think comes close is Memorial Day Sunday. But Master Sunday is like Ooh. almost always like it like is the benchmark of like actual spring. We're going to start getting like consistent good slash decent weather slash it's going to get warmer. Usually like for whatever reason – I never have a lot of work to do on Masters Sunday. You just sit there. You put it on in the background. Maybe you take a little nap. You wake up. It's it's the best. Yeah, you're right. It's the ultimate, like, perfect thing to watch while you're half napping. Yeah. Yes. 
Dude, I'll give uh, – this is a little family shout-out, but so my dad's birthday is April 11th. So this year it was on Masters Sunday, and it's always – like Masters is always like April 9th through like the 15th or like the 7th through the 3rd. It's always in that range. Mm-hmm. That is the dude's – it's like this year that was on his birthday. It was like the best birthday ever for him because he could just watch golf all day and just make money all day. That's what the guy does. Yeah, Mr. Horgan's a weapon on on the books. He hit the, the he hit the hole in one both days. He took it every day, hit it twice, made some easy cash. Um, I agree with your take. That's Master Sunday is a good Sunday because there aren't too many. I feel like there also aren't too many Sundays that are like notable. Yeah, I mean Easter Sunday. <laughs> he is risen. Um, yeah, I mean. Like, it's tough because all of, like, every, I mean, you got, you could also argue, like, every single NFL Sunday, but, like, this is the one that, like, sticks out, you know what I mean? Mm. So, yeah. all right. Um, we are going to move on here. MLS, Dave's baby, the. Let's go. According to Dave, the number one league in the world returns on – is they the Friday game? Most entertaining league in the world. they have a Friday game? Yeah. I think, all two games. I think there's two games on Friday. I'm going to look up the stuff right now. The Rebs open it up into it. on Saturday. Dave is probably the biggest Rebs fan on the UMass campus. Is that fair to say? I would say arguably in the world. I don't know about that. I would say a top top 50 Revs fan in the world. You can't really argue that. Maybe. Can you argue it? Top 50? Find 50 other people who care more. I mean, go to the fort. I'm a bigger fan than the people in the fort. How about the people who say, give them the full set? All right, those people are ahead of me. The, the chicken wing bucket lady is ahead of me. Yeah, so personal story. We're doing a lot of personal stories today, and I actually don't hate it. Um, Dave's had, like, season tickets for the Revs for, like, ever. And the Revs would have, like, two or three Thursday night games at home. And Dave would always get the extra ticket, and he would bring me every single Thursday night. So, I mean, we've seen a couple good games. and we've, But, like, the three things that stick out from, like, those games that we went to is that there are these two, like, old – it's like an old couple that sit in the front seat or front row. And every single time somebody on the other team gets a yellow, like the PA announcer will announce like yellow card given to number, whatever Bob Horgan. And they scream, give him the false set. <laughs> Meaning like give him a red. So and they're then, electric. And then there was a time, like there was, I wouldn't say they're electric. We went to, there was one game we went to that probably had, 2000 fans like this was probably like 2013 2014 probably 2021 <laughs> that's all right all right relax we went to the corner flag and we were the only people over there like security didn't even like bother to like talk to us or anything and we're just chirping montreal's goalie which was uh it was a troy perkins who's a bald guy and we we're yeah. like literally like 12 year olds just chirping him that he needed bosley that he should get hair plugs and, like, I don't even know if he heard us, but we thought it was the funniest thing of all time. The better the better personal story was when we had the on-field seats and we were playing Philadelphia. And Brendan screams at this uh, – one of the defenders. His name is Vittoria. He said – you said, 
you smell like cheese. And you were like 10 feet away, five feet away from him, and he just looked at you and laughed. Yeah, I mean, hey, they loved it. He, they, were probably, they were probably like, hey, it's about time that somebody at the, the Gillette chirps us. They probably, go to, they probably go to Portland or like Seattle and then like they got death threats and then they come to Foxborough and it's like, oh, great shot. <laughs> yeah. So, Dave, I mean, realistically, is this the best Revs team since we had Jermaine Jones? Realistically, yes. We're a top, we are a top three team. We're contending for a title this year. And that is not just me being optimistic like I was for UMass basketball. So talk me through here. So Matt Turner still in goal, best keeper in MLS? Question mark. Yes, absolutely. And then we got a back line. It's probably going to be Tejon at right back. Or are we doing that? Instead, he's going to use Tejon um, as a winger. So I don't really know how that fits with the new guy we got from Iceland. He's the left winger. Yeah. So Tejon Buchanan is what two two years, three years out of Syracuse. Canadian born, like kind of had a coming out party in the playoffs this year, was absolutely skinning guys. Um, so I guess the back line will probably be Brandon By, Andrew Farrell, Henry Kessler, and then what's his name? Mafla. Yeah, Mafla. And then your center mid. Your, I mean, honestly, the midfield's pretty deep. Like there's just a lot of yeah. options. I wouldn't say there's a lot of great options, but it's probably what? Caicedo. Options. Yeah, Katoom, who hasn't really played a whole lot, but he's. We got him from um, – I don't know what club we got him from, but he played Barcelona. for Barcelona before. He went to another club uh, shortly. And then Matt Polster is just a good a good MLS guy. He's a veteran. He's, he's pretty good in the middle. So he'll probably start with Captoom or Caicedo. I'd and say. then Scotty. Scotty's probably not going to touch the field. Probably not. And then attack. I mean, there's a lot of attacking options this year. We got so the new guy Trotson, who's on the Icelandic team, who did the Viking clap. Um, so we got one of those guys, Carlos Heel, who's the captain, probably top ten player in MLS. Gustavo Bo, Teal Bunbury, Adam Buxa. Who am I missing here? This is finally the year that Teal Bunbury is not starting. That is okay. I know you don't like Teal Bunbury, but how many goals did he score for the Revs last year? He's good. He's like he's good off the bench, but he's not good enough to start in MLS now. If right. you if you want to contend, fair. All right, so Dave, I, ML, Revs to win the MLS plus two thousand worth taking. Absolutely, Revs plus a thousand to take to win the Eastern Conference is also worth it. Then, yeah, it's between. I'd say it's a it's a two horse race between. Them in Columbus. But Atlanta Atlanta probably has a shout there, too. So let's look at this. We'll look at the league from, like, a, a bird's eye view here, like looking at the entire league. So in the West is what? LAFC, Seattle, and Portland, Portland maybe? Portland, yeah. I said LAFC is clearly the best, and Portland's uh, second. And then – I don't know about Seattle. Seattle's always like they're just good in the playoffs. They have good two good attackers in Ladero and um what's his name? Rui Diaz. And Jordan I'm not always, not always so high on them. Um any expectations for the Matthew McConaughey led FC Austin? I'm just excited to see that. I wanna see I wanna see him on the sidelines. 
he's going to be on the sidelines this weekend. Or, Is he? Well, they're in L.A., so he'll probably be in the box with Will Ferrell. I want to see him, like, sitting on the bench. I bet you, I bet you McConaughey will be in the supporter section. Maybe. Oh, he'll be there. He'll for sure be there. Yeah. I mean, and Texas is wide open too, so they can have yeah. full hands. Can I bring up, can I bring up a non-soccer take? Sure. Matthew McConaughey might be the best actor ever. He's sick. Top five. I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's one. Sorry, I just watched True Detective season one with him in it. Yeah, I watched Mud last night. It's okay. It was a relevant. It was a relevant take. Sorry, it was just on McConaughey. No, no, no you're good. You're good. Um, so, I mean, if you had to, if you had to make a pick, uh, let's actually let's do this first. Who's going to be in the Eastern Conference Final and the Western Conference Final? It'll be New England and Columbus. Mm-hmm. See now, whoever wins. It is also has to do with like international duty because a couple teams are going to be missing players. We're probably going to miss Matt Turner for a month and a half, so we might not win the regular season. But the playoffs are always a toss up. But anyways, we'll go New England and Columbus again to rematch in the Eastern Conference Final, and then LAFC. And it's really a toss up in the West, to be completely honest. Actually, I'm gonna go Minnesota United. Forgot to Minnesota, mention that. Huh? Forgot to mention that. They're probably they're way they're actually better than Seattle. So I'd I'd say it's them, Portland, and LAFC in the West. And um, so I mean, our friend Josh Bauer. I haven't seen. It doesn't sound like he's gonna be getting a first team contract, but I think he might be getting an Atlanta United two contract. So he'll be with their USL team. Uh, I've kind of talked to a couple people who like are close with like people who know stuff over there. Um, you think I'm kidding? I'm not. I did some digging. Um, it doesn't sound like they're going to let him go. Like the, he'll be involved one way or the other. And like, it sounds like he's like two injuries away from yeah. maybe even playing for the first. So, so here's my take. If Bauer gets cut from Atlanta or they let him go, mm-hmm. we're a fuck Atlanta United podcast. Yes. If he, you know, gets minutes with the big boys and makes the team or stays around, we're in Atlanta United podcast going forward. Agreed. Sure. The scenes when Josh Bauer scores the winning goal in MLS Cup for the Revs this year. This year? Yeah. If he gets cut by Atlanta, then the Revs sign him, and then he yeah. scores the yeah. winning goal. I mean, so – kind of wrapping up the MLS stuff is there is there anything that like you're watching for I mean the um the FC Cincinnati stadium looks pretty pretty sick yeah anything anything other than that stadiums I'm just like really excited to have it back it's a new it's an up-and-coming league with new stadiums it should be it's always fun to watch because it's not always like the top dogs winning like you see in Europe anyone can win especially New England Speaking of new stadiums, are the Revs? Nope. Did you see that thing the other day? Is that not? What happened? There's rumors they're going to build like a Rev stadium in Boston. That's, that's the same thing that's been, been going on for years. Five years. Sorry, and, I'm, new to, I'm new to the MLS channel. gone down this, this rabbit hole probably. Well, let's see. They've been rumored for what? Everett, Southie, Pawtucket, Providence. There was one other place too. Oh, Portland, Maine. We're going on like 10 years here. Yeah. 
but it's, I believe it's been coming. It's been coming. I've seen Dave scream at Jonathan Kraft. When are we getting a stadium? For it, it's going to happen eventually, but has to. Not, not within the next three years. Maybe an announcement, but uh, Doubtful. I don't know. But like, and um, Austin, beautiful stadium. Columbus, I'm excited to go to Columbus and see that one. Cincinnati, like you mentioned, is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And I know Minnesota's not new, but I, I really want to get to Minnesota. That's an awesome stadium. And also for context, Bob, in the, the 2013 game that Brennan was referencing, it was a midweek, and we were one of the worst teams in the league. Or what, whenever year it was. I, I think you're in sixth grade. It was probably earlier than 2013 if, they were, if we were bad. Yeah, we haven't been bad in a while. Oh, no, we, we've we been, have bad. been bad. Come on. We've been bad every year except last year. And Dave's like blacklisted by the New England Revolution like front office. Because yeah. he's like not afraid to open. I love that. Wait, when you told that story, I love that. Give it a, give it a the quick little shout out again. Was it you were tweeting at him too much? Yeah, it was uh, – that, see, that's where you need a burner account. That's where Brennan's smart. And I, I didn't get that hint. But uh, Dave, Dave pretty much tweeted at uh, the Revs writers in front office too much, and they started to pick up on who he was, and now he's blacklisted. <laughs> I mean, it got the job done, and now we're good. So Revs fans can thank me. All right, so – oh, go ahead. Said thank, Revs fans can thank me and only me. For the team's success, yeah, they'll put you. They'll put you on a duck boat when they finally win one. <laughs> they should. Um, so we'll get right into it. So uh, really cool interview this week. We uh, got the chance to sit down with Penn State tight end Pat Fryermuth, uh, local guys from Merrimack, went to Brooks and Pentucket. Uh, he's the consensus number two overall ranked tight end in the draft this year, and widely considered. Uh, a day two pick, maybe even a day one pick, um, a top 50 player in the draft. Really awesome opportunity for us to kind of sit down and ch- chop it up with him. So uh, here it is, Pat Fryermuth, and we'll catch you on the other side. All right, we now welcome on Pat Fryermuth onto the Easier Said Than Done podcast. Pat is the reigning Big Ten tight end of the year and one of the, and the first one to ever come out of Penn State where he'll have finished his career with 96 catches, 1,185 yards, and 16 touchdowns. After the season, he forfeited his senior year to declare for the NFL draft and is a projected second-round pick and a consensus top 50 player in the draft this year. Pat, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, no problem. Um, so I guess the best way to do this is to you know start most recent and work our way back. So you know, how's draft prep gone? What's the last two three months been like? You know, what's a day in the life for you right now? Yeah, um, you know, it, it's it's definitely different than than, like I anticipated obviously because of COVID and stuff. So, um, you know, obviously we didn't have that combine experience and stuff like that. So, you know, just training, you know, it really was kind of a little unknown for the beginning. Um, and then once the combine got canceled, we were kind of training for that pro day. Um, so, you know, just, it was definitely different for me too, as well, just because, you know, I was still recovering from my shoulder injury and stuff like that. So, um, you know, just would wake up in the morning, you know, get some rehab in and then just work out in the afternoon. So it was, you know, it was cool experience and obviously met with a bunch of teams over zoom and stuff like that. So um, it was definitely weird and definitely not ideal, but you know, it was definitely a cool experience to just be a part of. Yeah. I mean, are you, are you feeling it starting to kind of creep up on you now? The draft's coming up. Like, are you, how are you feeling? Are you excited? You nervous? You anxious? You like you all of it right now? 
Yeah, I'm all of it. I mean, it's two weeks away. Um, I'm all of it. You know, obviously, you know, the teams you talk to kind of kind of give you an idea as to, you know, what they might be doing or everything like that. But you still have no clue because, you know, everything changes on draft day. So, um, you know, it's definitely, you know, anxious and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm just happy and definitely blessed to just be in the position that I am today and you know, hopefully go to a good organization, a good team. Yeah, no doubt. So is uh is the watch party is like home base going to be out of home? You going somewhere? Like what's the deal with that? Yeah. So, you know, I got invited to Cleveland to go attend, um, but you know, I, I um, deferred it and I'm just going to be at home with, you know, in Merrimack, you know, with the fam and um, you know everyone that's kind of been there since the beginning and uh, celebrate with them. No, oh, that's awesome. That's sweet. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. So kind of like we mentioned, uh, you had a bit of a shortened season with uh, your senior season with the shoulder, um, but it was already kind of strange to start. How kind of just bizarre was it from, you know, the limited, the limited capacity to the restrictions on travel and just everything in between because of COVID? Yeah, it was definitely weird. Um, you know, obviously coming, you know, announcing that I was coming back from our junior year it was definitely weird. And, you know, I didn't think that a pandemic would, you know, play into the role, that decision at all. But, you know, obviously it was it was weird getting back on campus at first in the summer because, you know, we were going through all these protocols just to, like, work out. And, you know, we lifted outside. They moved our racks outside to lift outside. And it was just, you know, everything they did was wild. So, um, you know, it was definitely difficult, especially with, you know, obviously the Big Ten canceling and then getting put back on everything. There's definitely it sent us through a whirlwind of emotions and you know, some ups and downs and stuff like that. But, you know, it, um, I wouldn't say I'm thankful for it, but I'm kind of, you know, low key, you know, happy that it kind of happened um, just because, you know, it put us through a lot of adversity that, you know, I'm thankful for this day and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I would definitely wouldn't change this year and what it, you know, what it happened in, in a sense of, you know, football and all that. But, um, you know, I wish we won a couple more games but and didn't get hurt. But um you know it's all it's all good yeah no definitely um so yeah kind of just again staying on the the topic of Penn State um you know we kind of see it on TV on like you know like a college game day Saturday night but how sick is the whiteout in Beaver Stadium yeah it's wild I mean I I think you know people that haven't ever experienced it before definitely have to go and experience it I mean it's like it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to to, you know be able to play in that game be able to play in two of them it was wild I mean now, that was my first start as a freshman is it was the white against Ohio State. So, I mean, they called me into the office. Franklin called me in his office, you know, the Monday before, you know, the game, going into prep week and stuff. And it's like, hey, we're going to start you this week. And I was like, Jesus Christ. So, I mean, yeah. Welcome to the show, it was definitely man. a cool experience. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's, you definitely got to experience it. Yeah. No, I mean, you see it on you see it on like yeah. social media and TV. Mm-hmm. And I bet you it, it doesn't even hold a candle to what it actually is like. Yeah. Bro, like, it's, like, when you're, like, I was, the Michigan clip where they, they call the timeout, like, the first play of the game or whatever, like, I was on the sideline, obviously, and I was just, like, the, like, the floor, the ground was literally shaking. Like, it's, it's it's wild. That's crazy. So, I mean, you're local to us. Uh, I'm from Mass. Bob's from New Hampshire. Yep. Uh, we both go to UNH. So, as a kid, you know, now you're playing tight end, and it's got to be, like, you know, Gronk that you kind of watched in the transition to tight end. But, like, you know, who else do you kind of emulate a little bit in the way you play? Um, you know, I've been caught, you know, in this process to like the early Tyler Eifert before he got hurt and stuff like that. Um, you know, in the beginning of his NFL career, um, you know, a little bit Hunter Henry just kind of because he can do it all and everything like that. So, you know, just those kind of guys, um, you know, I wouldn't call myself to, you know, Kittle and Kelsey and those guys just because, you know, they're at the level they are right now for a reason. Um, it's kind of hard to get to that level. Um, but, you know, I try to take things from, you know, their game and kind of put it in my game and, 
that's, that's what makes me, you know, kind of a special, you know, tight end is, you know, I'm very versatile and I can do certain things that, you know, guys at 255 plus can't really do. So, um, you know, just trying to look at ways to, you know, add things from, from their game into my game. Yeah, so kind of going back to that, like Merrimack Valley, I'm from right over the border. I uh, went to Timberland. Um, oh, really? Yeah, so I'm close to you. And so, like, the Eagle Tribune, obviously, like, that's the paper yeah. I read growing up. Um, yeah. So we're about the same age. So you went to Brooks, obviously, um, and you're pretty good at basketball, too. Uh, yeah. We, Our friend Jerry told us about the time you had a game winner against Triton, and you just kind of looked back at the, uh, <laughs> the student section. But uh, was there ever kind of a, a doubt between, you know, playing basketball or playing football, like kind of what – or playing football instead of – or basketball instead of football? Jeez, words are tough. Um, I mean, kind of. I mean, obviously I went – you know, I had a good – obviously at Pawtucket I was kind of known for, you know, basketball and stuff like that. You know, I was a shitty quarterback. But um, – and then I went to Brooks and, um, you know, I played – I had a good sophomore year there at, at football and – then I had a really good sophomore year of basketball, but then, you know, I started gaining weight because the offers came in football. So then I was kind of like, all right, I'll just continue to eat and put on some weight and play tight end. So, um, you know, that's kind of how I chose football. Um, obviously, I love the game and everything like that. But, you know, my love from that point on, deciding to play football in college just kind of grew and grew. Yeah. What uh, what offer was it where you kind of just like, oh, shit, like, I'm, I'm good at – like, I'm good at football? <laughs> um, To be honest, it was probably – you know, when I went to – actually, it was when I went to Penn State, I went to a whiteout camp at Penn State. Um, so, it's you know, nighttime lights, you know, in the stadium, everything like that. Um, then, you know, I, I balled out and I got an offer. So, I was kind of like, like, damn, like, this is where it's at. And then I got offered by, like, LSU and, and Notre Dame and Ohio State. And But, you know, I didn't visit them. I just committed to Penn State, like, a week or two after they offered me. So, um, you know, that's kind of what I knew. Um, but, you know, I was obviously nervous about going into college and how that experience would be. But – it all worked out. Was Mike Gazicki right before you? Yeah, so Mike Mike was before me, and he left um, the year I came in. Sweet. Um, yeah, so kind of another question about, you know, high school. Um, so you played – you said you played quarterback, said you were a shitty quarterback, but yeah. I'm sure you were – didn't you guys run like a little like option or something? Dude, we ran a wing tee. Um, yeah. I, was, I was not good. I was bad. Yeah, so do you <laughs> think you, that – You had three def- – there are three defensive touchdowns in one season? I uh, I did, yeah. Um, it wasn't at Pentucky. I had it at Brooks. I think it was like four or five, something like that. Something like that. I don't know. I was a good outside linebacker too. But I thought I was a better outside linebacker in high school than tight end. But <laughs> apparently, the coaches thought different. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> you good thing to know a thing or two, yeah. Yeah, right. How how dominant were you at in the high school football scene? Well, all right. So like, I came in league like. You know, when I play like Durkin and stuff, yeah. like I was, you know, I was all right. Like I wasn't like I wouldn't say I was nearly like I didn't think I was going to go to freaking Penn State. But when I went to Brooks, like my junior and senior year, like I would like dudes would like run like like running back would run the ball and I was on defense and I'd just stand him up and like take the ball away from him and then just run it. Like there's a couple on my highlight film where just like stand someone up, ripping the ball and taking it for a touchdown. So like it, I wouldn't say it was easy, obviously, because there's some good ass talent in the ISO, but like. I could kind of like pick and choose as to like when, when I wanted to play off or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we'll, we'll kind of go back to the more current stuff. Um, so first question, then I'll have a follow up after it. How intimidating is it to talk to an NFL coach and a scout and a GM? Like how, how like, were you shitting your pants the first time? 
Uh, I mean, dude, it was it was definitely because I was my first like. So the scouts are easy. Like the scouts are cool people. Like it's just kind of laid back. But the first um, interview I had was with the Titans, like the full front office. And so I didn't really know what to expect. So it was like Brable, like everyone in there. And they were just like peppering me with questions. It was going really well. And then Vrabel was just like hyping me up a little bit. He was like, oh, you were a two-time captain. I was like, yeah. Like, in my head, I'm like, oh, this is going to be good, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, so why don't you play special teams? And I was like, oh, damn. Like, I was like, oh, I have, I have no idea. And I didn't know what to say. And I was just like, uh, like, I kind of froze up. And he was like, you say you're a two-time captain, but you never went to Coach Franklin, demanded to be on special teams. Like, why is that? So he was like, it was just like those things that it's just like they don't care, like, what they what you perceive of them they just are going to ask the tough questions to see how you react and stuff like that but you no know, it's all been good it's a little different in the brain yeah dude it's and especially with Vrabel because like you know from the Boston area like he I grew up like watching him play linebacker with freaking Brewski and stuff so it was just it was weird <laughs> yeah no and then you got the quotes of him saying that he'll like cut his dick off to win a, a, a Super Bowl so I mean I bet you yeah. just you know question after question yeah. so I guess going off of that you kind of answered it but you know, is there another question that you got asked that was like, what, like, what, did they really? Yeah. Um, I Just wouldn't say any, like, share, but. yeah, I wouldn't say any, like, to be honest, like, I didn't want to say any weird questions. Um, you know, one question that I got was like, this kind of weird was like, if you, if like a, if a bus was like running, like a driving off a cliff, like, would you sit in the front middle or end of the back of the bus or why? Um, so that was probably weird. That was probably the weirdest one. But I want to say that. Like, they have that question on the Madden Superstar mode too. Like when you're going yeah. through the math process. Yeah, they did that. They did that. I forget who the team asked that, but yeah, it was weird. That I mean, I'm like, I don't have any off-field issues. So like the dudes that have off-field issues, like they ask a yeah. shit ton of questions. That's gonna be that's gonna yeah. be a nightmare. I couldn't even imagine. Like if I, I couldn't even imagine if I had like any some. So I, see, I see here you got detention in 10th grade. Talk to me about what was going through your brain during that. Yeah. The what? No, I was saying that they probably have like, your, oh, yeah, 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 report yeah. And going to detention or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, dude, I can't even imagine. They know, like, bro, they know everything, like, everything. They do background checks. Like, I had a speeding ticket uh, when I was 16 or 17 or something like that. And, like, they asked me about it. They asked me about it. And I was like, what? Like, it was wild. Damn. But. I mean, so there's a lot of there's a lot of Penn State guys in the league right now that you've played. Yep. You know, have you talked to you know Miles Sanders or KJ yep. or Trace McSorley at all? Like, have they kind of talked you through the draft process a little bit? Yeah, so I'm close with Mike and you know the other tight end Nick Bowers that was here with me. Um, you know, I talked to them about it. You know, they're cool. They you know they tell me just to relax and just kind of stick with the process and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's it's you know it's obviously a bigger like deal just kind of training for the NFL and everything because you're gonna be a professional athlete, but. Um, you know, it's just kind of, you know, it's just football at the end of the day, like you're just training for something that you love and everything like that. So, you know, obviously it's anxious and there's a lot of stuff on the line. There's a lot of money on the line, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's just football. So you just got to go out there and you know do what you do and do what you love. Yeah. So, I mean, we got to, I'm sure you've been asked so many football related questions. We just got a couple yeah. like, you know, just shooting the shit with you questions. Yeah. yeah. Cool with you. Yeah, so, yeah. Rapid fire. Number one, what's the Chipotle order? <laughs> um i'm gonna go bowl uh with a little bit of white rice uh double chicken yep. queso uh like the tomato like the mild yep um a little bit of corn extra cheese and guac yeah that, that sounds about right the double chicken yeah, yeah. must yeah yeah oh yeah 
They're stingy with it. They're stingy. Yeah, with dude, it. especially with COVID and everything, you can order, only order online. And then you go oh, and yeah. open it up, you're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, second one, what is like the comfort movie? Like you got, you might be doing something, you just got to throw a movie on in the background. Like might not even be your favorite. It's just like one. Yeah. Movie, like, all right, we, we're good. Dude, there's a, I watch a lot of movies. Uh, dude, um, I would probably say. I don't even know. Uh, I mean, I would say the breakup. That's oh, Wedding Crashers. Wedding Crashers is a good one. Yeah. I love Vince Vaughn. I love Vince Vaughn. That's a, he's a great actor. So I would say Wedding Crashers. That's a good one. I think that's one yeah. that's like the generation like right before us. It's Hell like yeah. near hanging. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, next one. Who's your favorite non-football athlete? Uh, LeBron. LeBron. Yeah, yeah. LeBron or MJ? <sighs> Uh, dude, I don't know. I would say LeBron just because I think he's just obviously bigger and I think he can do more. I think. I don't know. I watched yeah. the MJ documentary. MJ's pretty legit, though. It's like one of those questions. There's no right or wrong answer. Yeah. I mean, dude, if I was the owner of the team and I had either one, I mean, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. You're going back in time. You're going to be as a spectator to any game. What game are you going to go watch? Ooh, I'd probably go watch. Um, like a Lakers or Celtics series, like with Bird and, and, and Magic, you know, that would be pretty cool to watch. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about your dad, but like my dad growing up, like we oh hell yeah, had like the Celtics yeah. Lakers with like oh, yeah. Anderson and uh, and mm-hmm. against Kobe. They're like, oh, this is a completely different game than when Bird and Magic yeah, was. dude. That all every generation yeah. says that. I feel like it was like back in my day. This this seems like they <laughs> <Yeah>. were. <laughs> um. All right. When you sign that contract. Yep. What's the first purchase going to be? Uh, so I got a surprise for my mom and dad. I mean, um, I'm probably going to do something really nice for them. Um, yeah. That's going to be my first purchase, like, like thing I'm going to do with the check. But um, I'll probably get a car. I want a car. Okay. New car. You got one in mind right now? Or are you still? Uh, yeah, I like a Range Rover Sport. Yeah. I, have that. yeah. I like that car. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. What is the craziest, like, travel stories slash fan interaction like something on the road that you're like oh my god only like only in big 10 football big 10 oh dude well i would so like the thing that stood out to me was when we played pit like i didn't really get the whole penn state pit rivalry thing like i didn't get that at all so they're hyping it all week and stuff like that so we played at pit my freshman year and like pit refused to give us a police escort to the stadium like they refused so, like, could we usually get that So because we don't hit traffic and stuff so we can get, like, to the stadium on our time and stuff like that. So we hit the traffic, like, going into the game that everyone else would hit. So we were, like, stuck on the bridge or anything, and, like, pit fans were, like, when we got close to the stadium where everyone was tailgating, like, they threw, like, beer cans at us, was flipping us off or anything like that. So that was probably the most wild college football story. You know, obviously, when we played at Ohio State and Michigan, that was pretty crazy as well. Um, you know, most recently, like, most recently we went to Indy for the Combine like people would like people literally bought tickets to go through security and like find like the guys that were there for the combine like for their flights and everything and wait at the terminals with them like asking for autographs stuff like it was absolutely wild that's like those guys that like you know they don't even like look at you as like a human being they're just like no like, yeah it was like this, some some dude came up to me with a, some dude came up to me with the south carolina helmet and asked me to sign it and i was like i didn't go to south carolina <laughs> like this is it was ridiculous it was, it was wild i don't even know who they thought you would be yeah, like, I don't even think about it. Like, you don't look like JC Horn. You don't <laughs> no, 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 no. 
Um, Bob, you got anything? No, nothing really. All right. And I guess last one is what's the best place to get a piece of pizza in that area? What, State College? No, no, no. Like in the, the Merrimack. Like oh, in the Merrimack area. Because yeah. that's right on my uh, way home. I'm, I'm going right down 495 when I go home. 495, yes, sir. Uh, I would probably say DeLeo's. DeLeo's is a good spot. It's actually right by my house. So if you want to swing by, when do you go home? Uh, next time, let's see. When's the draft? 29th. Right, I'll be, yeah, I'll be there for the 29th and the 30th. I'll say I got a draft party May first. You come through. <laughs> <laughs> you and Dirk. All right, right on. Skip, are you a Skips fan? Uh no, uh, no, I'm not. I think their burgers are just way overpriced for the amount of you get. Like they're good, but like I'm not. Like I wouldn't be like, oh, let's go get Skips. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, man. Hey, thank you. This has been awesome. Hey. Yeah, yes, thank sir. you very much. Appreciate hey. you guys. Appreciate yeah. you guys. No, good luck next couple of weeks. I'm sure it's going to be a wild time. So uh, yes, sir. Enjoy it, man. Well, we'll appreciate be, it, guys. Uh, we'll be rooting for you. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. I'll talk to y'all. All right, man. Thanks, Peace. Man. All right. Thanks to Pat for doing that interview with us. Like I said, uh, he's going to be a player to watch definitely over the next couple of years. Uh, local guy. It was great talking to him. Really cool about it. Um, great interview for us to do. So, yeah. once again, thanks for Pat. We wish thanks him the Pat. best of luck in the upcoming draft. Absolutely. Yeah. Keep an eye on him on uh, Thursday, Friday the 29th of April through the 1st of May, but I guarantee you he won't be there by the 1st of May. So thanks to Pat. All right, we are now at the gambling portion of the show. Oh, my God. Look at these lines. Money, 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 money. Dave is like a kid in a candy shop right now looking at the MLS lines. This is the most giddy I've seen him since 2015 maybe. Uh, Dave, you know what? So actually we should, we should elaborate. We are restarting the leaderboard because college basketball days are behind us. The football days, only, even though we only had a week of that, are behind us. So clean slate from now until the end of the summer. We're going to have the baseball, soccer, because there's going to be a lot of international yeah. soccer this summer. Um, and then whatever NBA, NHL playoffs uh, we've run into here. So Dave... <laughs> You are on an only, um, you are on an only MLS slate this week. Let's hear it. As you heard from the new intro, these lines are absolute money because Vegas doesn't know shit about MLS clearly. So, um, also welcome to the the summer of Dave's soccer locks. Get ready for a lot of them. Uh, I guess I'll go with the. I'll just – I'm going down right now. I'll just take a couple. San Jose at Houston. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to take any of your picks, though, Brennan. You probably have a couple of the same ones. I have I have three total. Okay. Well, I'm just going to say what I think. I'm, obviously, one of them is the same. Okay. So, San Jose over Houston. Houston's pretty much dog water. Absolute dog water. They're at home. And – San Jose is just like better offensively at least. They've got a good coach. They're plus two seventy. I'll take them. Uh as mentioned earlier before, Minnesota's a dark horse in the West. They're probably the second best team in the West. They are plus two ninety-five at Seattle, which is risky because Seattle's always good, obviously, and they're at home at the newly named Lumen Field. Um but 
there's really good value in that 295 for Minnesota. So I'll take that. Um, oh my God. I'm just, there's way too many here that are too good. I'm you're right. I'm giddy. Toronto. Another team that's absolutely dog water is Montreal. Absolute dog water. And Toronto is even money there. Plus 100 or plus 103. I'll take Toronto and hope. Brennan, did you take Atlanta, Whisper? No, I did not, Whisper. Okay, but all right. If I was a betting man, I would take Atlanta. Good value, 244, but I'm not going to include that. My last one is obviously New England, who is plus 152. You should put like a million units on that. Hey, Dave's learned the units. There you go. Um, All right, so my picks this week, I have – all soccer, three MLS, one Premier League. We'll start with the Premier League. Everton is plus 240 against Tottenham. I don't understand why the Everton odds are so high. Tottenham is really, 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 really bad right now. Absolute dog water. Um, Mourinho's kind of sucked the life out of all of those players. I don't know how long he's going to last at this club. There's talks that Harry Kane's going to be gone in the summer. So – I just like those odds. I don't even know if they're going to win, but at plus 240, why the hell not? Second one I'm going to take is NYC FC against um, DC United. They're minus 115. NYC FC is just a well-oiled machine. They got Castellanos, Heber's back. Player to watch this season, Dave, Chris Gloucester, left back, going to be a weapon. Yeah, I um, that one. Also, DC's dog water, so good pick. Thank you. Uh, yeah, like no Paul Ariola too. So like I just the only player on that team I can think I can even name are Bill Hamid and probably Julian Gressel. I don't even know other than that. They have a lot of young guys though. Yeah, me um, odd. For my next pick, I'm going with the Revs, but I'm not going to take a money line. I'm going to take them um, plus or sorry, PK. I don't even know what that stands for. PK. Yeah. Pick 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 them. Them. Yeah, what the hell? Uh, yeah, pick them. So mine, that's minus 110. I just Rookie don't see gamblers. What's the difference? Uh, if they tie, then it's a push. Ah. Uh, so I just don't think they're going to lose. They're, like, yeah, I, they're I can't, I can't see them losing to Chicago. They're not going to lose. Um, they and can then, tie, though. And then for my last pick, kind of like, I mean, Portland's not going to lose to Vancouver. Vancouver might be the worst team in the league. They're minus 140. Even at those odds, I'll take it. So, NYCFC, Portland, Revs pick them, Everton money line. There you go. Bob, what do you got? All right. So, because I don't really know, not chirping us, but I'm not sure how many listeners we got out there, but I'm assuming they're not all soccer guys. So, for the listeners out there, we're going to go a little, a little hometown special this week um, on Saturday. We are going to take the Boston Celtics against the Warriors. I'm not sure the line. I might even, you know what? I'll take the line and I'll take the parlay or the over for the parlay. I think that game is going to be a shootout. Um, Steph has been on just like, uh, he's been doing like historic shit so they can score a thousand. Um, that'll be a, a good game. The Warriors too. What? Celtics always play well against the Warriors. Yeah. That's like the, that's the team they've always like had to live up to and they've always competed with them well. Um, 
just because I looked at it Sunday, I'm going to take the under in the Sox white Sox game. So the battle of the Sox. Um, Lucas, that, that what is that? Wait, is that Saturday's game? Sunday, Sunday. Got it. Giolito's pitching. Martin Perez is pitching for us. So, but Giolito's a Giolito's a stud. Hey, and Saturday, so, Saturday, if it's gonna snow slash rain, that might be good undervalue too. I don't know if they'll play though. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? You right, know, yeah. What if we What if we get this? What if we get a Sunday under? We take it now. We take the Sunday under. Rain delay. They play two seven inning games. We get the seven inning under, but for the nine inning value. Can you do that? I don't know. I don't know if it will get. I mean, I don't even think you can get lines for Sunday like right now, because like a lot of the time you could. I mean, I bet you some books have it. Yeah, but a lot of bookmakers like make their odds based off of like what the team did on the day before. Yeah, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. So okay, maybe not. But I'm gonna take that under when it comes out on Sunday, um, and then. I'm taking – I'm on the, the bandwagon. We're going with the Revs. We're riding with them. Money Let's line. go, Bob. Let's go. I heard plus 150. Was that it? Plus 152? Yeah, that's it. Hammer. Hammer on the Draft Revs. King, on DraftKings right now, they're plus 165. Hammer that. That is criminal. So those are my three Boston or New England picks. And then I'm still, still riding the golf high, the Masters. DJ is plus 3,000 to win the Heritage this week. After, after last week's early you know, exit, I think he comes back at the Heritage and looks good. So plus 3,000, I feel like it's pretty good odds for DJ. I mean, looking at, like, there's probably 10 guys with higher or better odds than him. So we'll, we'll throw a little 10 bucks on there with the hits, throw a little half unit, you know, 300 bucks. Solid. Right on. Right on. We're taken. All right, those are our picks for the week. Dave, give us something to ponder, and then we'll get out of here. My thing to ponder this week is stop hating on the MLS. Give it a shot. Give your New England Revolution a shot because we're title contenders, and I know you Boston sports fans like trophies, so we got another one coming this year. All right, that's Dave's thing to ponder. Usually the things don't make sense, and the Revs making winning a title doesn't really either, so this kind of fits. How many people go to the Revs parade if they win? Me, and I don't care who else goes. Hey, spin zone, though, if they win it all, there's nothing more than people like is getting drunk in the street and, like, seeing duck, duck boats go by. So I bet you more than you think. Oh, I'll go. I'll go. I'll say it right now. If the Revs win, we're going to the parade together. Yeah, Revs life. All right, boys. We'll see you next week. Go Revs.